Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Well, I began to share last week about understanding prosperity. That was part one. I'm going to continue on, on part two of understanding prosperity. And, um, and, of course, we're looking at prosperity in its entirety. We're not just looking at financial prosperity because that's what the world does. The world just chases after money. We're not chasing after money because money's chasing after us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our foundation scripture was Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic. It says, but seek, aim at, and strive after. First of all, and that's the key word right there, first of all. Turn to your neighbor, say, first things first. Right. That's putting God first. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness which is his way of doing and being right. So when we talk about righteousness, it's the right way of believing, it's the right way of thinking, it's the right way of speaking, and it's the right way of doing. See, there's a right way and there's a wrong way, and God's way is the right way. And when you do it God's way, you're going to get great results because the Bible says, then all these things taken together will be given you besides or shall be added onto you and what are all these things all these things that the world chases after so we're not going to be chasing after these things god's going to make sure that those things are added onto our lives can you say amen, amen. hallelujah and another foundation scripture we had was in john chapter 14 verse 21 when jesus said he that has my commandments and keeps them this is he that loves me you know, so it's not enough to just wear a t-shirt says, I love Jesus. I heart Jesus. You know, how do you really prove that you love Jesus? By doing the word, by obeying his commandments. You got to, the, the word of God is not a suggestion, it's a commandment. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is he that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Hallelujah. How many of you would like to have God manifest his, himself to you? How would, you? how would you like to have God manifest in area, every, every area of your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we can see here, this is the foundation of everything that we do. We do everything because we love the Lord. Amen. We give because we love him. We serve him because we love him. We go win souls because we love him. We pray because we love him. We worship because we love him. Everything has to be motivated by love. The love of God compels us. That's the motivation. Everything is, comes out of love. Amen. Loving God and then loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And last week, some of us learned to love ourselves. Amen. Somebody, some of you had to forgive yourself because you were getting in your own way. Amen. Hallelujah. So what then is prosperity? You know, because, I mean, it, it's crazy now. You, you know, you mentioned the word prosperity. People think you just, you know, cussed or said a four-letter word or something in church. You know, obviously, the Word of God says a lot about prosperity. And we need to understand what biblical prosperity is, what true prosperity is. True prosperity is the ability to use God's ability to meet any given need at any given time by the power of the Word of God. Amen. So we're not just looking for provision because provision is not in itself prosperity. Having your needs met is not prosperity. Having your needs met is just enough. But God wants to bring you into a place of more than enough where you're not only seeing your needs met, but you're actually positioned to be able to meet the needs of others, meet the needs of the community, meet the needs of brothers and sisters, meet the needs of other people. I mean, you know, and then you're not just looking, you know, to be to see provision, but you're looking to see, be, to be a provision, that God can use you to, that, that you, you, you know, you're Jehovah Jireh manifesting to other people. God manifesting Jehovah Jireh through you. Provision of God manifesting through you to be a blessing. Amen. God's blessing you to be a blessing. Amen. And regardless of what the needs may be. Amen. So the first thing we need to understand in the foundation of true biblical prosperity is that According to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, we are spirit, soul, and body. You know, we are a three-part being. 
you need to understand that so we're talking about prosperity in the whole man we're talking about prosperity completely you know may the god of peace sanctify you holy completely spirit soul and body right so the entirety of prosperity manifesting in your life and first in the realm of the spirit you know what does it mean to be because you know here's what people do and i've heard it before you know well you know when god just says prosperity he's just talking about spiritual prosperity you know yeah amen absolutely it begins there but it doesn't just end there we need to understand the fullness of prosperity and what the bible teaches about that amen, amen. because you can't you don't just you know spiritualize everything you know when the bible says god blessed abraham and made him very rich and very wealthy it was material the man had gold and silver and flocks and, and, and many, many servants, over 300 servants. I mean, when you have 300 servants, you got a pretty large estate. Come on, somebody. Amen. So those are, that wasn't spiritual gold, spiritual silver, spiritual sheep, spiritual cows. They were real, real cows, real meh, sheep, real mm, cows. Amen. You know, the Lord increased him and the Lord blessed him. And he started out with nothing. Because think about how he started. He started out by leaving his father's house, leaving everything behind, leaving his natural inheritance behind and going on this faith journey where the Lord said, I will be with you and I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. And through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. So uh, what is spiritual prosperity? First and foremost, of course, it is to be born again, saved amen receiving the divine nature amen being filled with the holy ghost having the power of god living on the inside of you having the same spirit that raised christ from the dead dwelling within you come on somebody to quicken your mortal body and not only the holy ghost living on the inside of you brings healing to your body but it brings healing through you to others as you lay hands on the sick and they recover amen that's spiritual prosperity when you have such power living on the inside of you it's not just for you alone but it's for the world that you can go into all the world and preach the gospel casting out devils amen healing the sick preaching the gospel that's spiritual prosperity where you're living out of this the power of god on the inside of you you're living out of the overflow come on somebody that is to be spiritually prosperous to be to be free from the law of sin and death as we saw in Romans chapter 8 verse 2 for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death so when you've been set free from the law of sin and death where death and sin no longer has rulership over you has dominion over you but you have dominion over sickness disease you have dominion over sickness disease you have dominion over every curse you have dominion over sin you have dominion over death that's spiritual prosperity hallelujah so when you are saved born again washed in the blood of jesus filled with the holy ghost baptized in the holy ghost and fire speaking in other tongues having the nine gifts of the spirit operating in your life you're walking in the supernatural realm you have the word access to word of wisdom supernatural information about the future you have access to word of knowledge supernatural information about the past and the present you have access to discerning of spirits where you can see into the realm of the spirits and, and you can see the, all the different spirits that are in operation in the realm of the spirit you know i mean come on you can prophesy you know you can speak in tongues and interpret tongues and you can prophesy and you have the gift of faith hallelujah and then you have the gift of working of miracles and you have the gifts of healings working through you you have the revelation gifts you have the power gifts you have the utterance gifts i mean you are equipped man come on somebody man i'm getting all fired up in this place talking about the holy ghost the gifts of the spirit i'm telling you right now we're not just natural people we are a supernatural people we are baptized in the holy ghost and fire we're filled with god's spirit the same spirit that raised christ from the dead the same spirit that resurrects the dead the same spirit that heals the lepers the same spirit that turned the water into wine hallelujah the same spirit the same anointing the same power that took phylos and two fish and multiplied it and fed fed five thousand families come on somebody when you are filled with god when you're filled with his power and overflowing there is no need that cannot be met hallelujah glory to god man i'm preaching myself happy here this morning ha 
Shara I might just take off running around this place. Praise God. How can you begin to talk about the Holy Ghost and not get excited, man? How can you begin to talk? That's spiritual prosperity. When you can pray in tongues and hear the voice of God. When you can receive wisdom, direction. Hallelujah. When God gives you inside information. You know things nobody else knows. You see things nobody else can see. You're not operating in the limited carnal realm. You're operating in the realm of the Spirit. You're walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Man, that's spiritual prosperity. And think about that. If that's spiritual prosperity, then there is spiritual poverty. When many people deny the power of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power of it, they don't even believe in miracles today. They don't believe in signs, wonders. They don't believe in healing. Are you one of them tongue talkers? Yeah. Now I just think the tongues is of the devil. I'm filled with joy and the power of God. You're saying that I'm filled full of the devil. I look at your face. You look like you're full of the devil. You look like you've been baptized in lemon juice, sucking on vinegar. You need to get filled with the Holy Ghost and joy. And get some fire on your tail. Hallelujah. That's why I don't, I don't listen to the religious. Amen. Bunch of religious coneheads. Dried up like a prune. Sour face and telling me tongues is of the devil. Tongues is of the devil. You know how I found my wife? I was praying in tongues. It was a Thursday morning. I was praying in tongues and the Lord spoke to me in an audible voice. said, you will meet your wife. And next Sunday morning I walked to church there in Ankara, Turkey. And I walked. She was right there. And I, when I saw it, I knew that I knew that's my wife. I knew it. So I got my wife praying in tongues. Where'd you get yours? Down at the club? Nightclub? No wonder you got problems. Hallelujah. I'm prosperous because I can hear God's voice. I have his ability. I have his wisdom. Amen. We have access to divine insight. That's going to help you in your business. You're going to know where to invest. Amen. You're going to know. You know what line of business you're gonna know you're gonna because God's gonna lead you. That's gonna that's 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 how you're gonna prosper. You're not gonna work out of your head. You're gonna work out of your spirit, where the Holy Ghost will give you the direction, strategies. Amen. Come on, put your hand on your belly. Say, I receive divine strategies from heaven. <laughs> Download it into my spirit. Hallelujah. That's how it comes. Comes like a download. Boom. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So that is spiritual prosperity. When you're born again, anointed by the Holy Ghost, you're empowered you live the empowered life. You don't live out of lack. You live out of an overflow. You live out of an abundance of the supply of the Spirit. Amen. Supply of the Spirit. He who supplies the Spirit. Hallelujah. That's what Paul said to Galatians in chapter 3. He said, oh, you foolish Galatians who has bewitched you. You start out in the Spirit. You think you're going to be not perfected in the flesh by doing the works of the law. He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. Did you receive that by the working of the law or by the hearing of faith? So he supplies the Spirit. So there is a spiritual supply. There's a spiritual provision. Amen. So God supplies the Spirit. He supplies spiritual things. Spiritual life. Spiritual empowerment. Spiritual gifts. Amen. And that's spiritual prosperity. So you can actually be a Christian and still be spiritual in spiritual poverty because you haven't received the fullness of what God's made available for you. So you need to step into the fullness of what God's made available for you so that you can operate out of the fullness. Amen. So you can see someone can actually be saved. Obviously, someone that's not even saved or born again. I mean, they're totally broke. 
totally broke. But then you can be saved and stuck in religion and not operating in the fullness of God's power in your life, not understanding it, not stepping into it, and you can still be spiritual in spiritual lack. You can be in spiritual poverty, as, even as a Christian, because you haven't been able to access the fullness of what God has for you. Do you see how you can be spiritually prosperous or spiritually in, in spiritual pros, uh, uh, poverty? Spiritual prosperity or spiritual poverty? So when you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, you are a new creature, you have God come and live on the inside of you. Amen. Then we begin to talk about last week, and I'm still kind of recapping, and I'm going to build on this now, um, mental side of it. There's the mental side of it. That's the soulish realm. Amen? What is your soul? It's your mind, your will, your emotions. So having your soul prosperous, and it really begins in the mental realm. How do you deal with that? Because that's going to be the biggest battlefield you're going to deal with as a believer. See, he's able to, able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ask or think according to the power that's at work within you. We know the power, there's, there's unlimited power, fullness of God. But then you can end up limiting him with the way you think, with the way you believe, the mind can limit God and so you can have mental poverty because when we talk about poverty I, I say this all the time poverty is a spirit and poverty is also a mentality a poverty mindset so there's a spirit of poverty and there's a obviously a poverty mindset so poverty comes as a spirit from the pit of hell to rob you of all that God has for you and then also it's a mindset so you've got to come out of this mindset of lack and limitation. And you need to start to believe God for big things. You need to allow God's word as you renew your mind, amen, to expand your vision, to expand the way you're able to see things, to be able to receive more, to be able to believe God for more and have an abundance mindset. Because when, when people face a situation... You find out what's in their heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you find out if they are, are they speaking impossibility? Are they saying, well, that's just too expensive? Guess what? Whatever you call too expensive, you will never have. I don't know. That just seems impossible huh? for you. But the Bible says for those who believe, nothing is impossible. And so you're going to have according to your faith. So you need to start believing God for big things. Amen. Break out of that mindset of poverty and lack. And you can see how the world tries to condition everybody. Constantly. What's being pumped out from the media is lack, lack, lack. We're running out of oil. We're running out of air. We're running out of this. We're running out of oxygen. We're running out of food. We're running out of everything. Everything's it's over. It's just doomsday. It's lack, 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 and then people get into fear, people get into worry, people get into anxiety, and then they're bound up by it, and then basically they end up developing a mindset that's robbing them of what God has for them. So what do we have to do? According to 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? The Word, the Word of God, the truth of God's Word. And what do you do? You cast down these imaginations. You bring them into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. So you cannot allow this kind of thinking. You've got to monitor your thought life. You've got to take authority over every thought that comes to bring in fear, to bring in worry. And you, you just have to attack it like it's an enemy. You have to attack it like it's an enemy. You cannot tolerate negativity you cannot tolerate unbelief doubt you cannot tolerate fear it's an enemy it's a weapon formed against you by the enemy but it will not prosper if you will take God's word and you will defeat it how do you defeat it it is written it is written it is written there's no temptation that's common unto man 
that you're going through. Whatever you're dealing with is common temptation that everybody deals with. Even though the enemy will come and lie to you saying that this is something new, that no one's ever dealt with this before. No one's ever overcome this before. It's a lie. He's only got three weapons. He's only got three temptations. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And he comes with those three, and he came to Jesus with those three, and Jesus responded, it is written, quoting scripture, it is written, quoting scripture, it is written, quoting scripture. And then the enemy's like, okay, well, I'm out of weapons. So he left him for another time to see if he can catch him again. And then he sent, you know, when, of course, he first came by himself, I mean, like, directly. Then he sent his people. He sent his agents, you know. He sent the Pharisees. Remember, they were always testing him to, to see if they can catch him in some word that he might say that they would use against him, you know. <laughs> so most of the time, the devil is not going to come to you, you know, with his pitchfork, breathing fire like a dragon. He's going to send people. They're going to talk. They're going to run their mouth, and they're going to be spewing thoughts, ideas, imaginations, lies. They're going to come. The false prophets are going to come to prophesy to you. Amen? But faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, not by hearing CNN. So you have to watch what you hear because the ear gate and you, ha you have to watch what you see the eye gate you have to protect your heart above all things that you protect because out of it flow the issues of life and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so you got to fill your heart with the word of god the word of god is near you it's in your heart and it's in your mind this is the word of faith which we preach that if you shall confess with your mouth the lord jesus and if you'll believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you shall be saved amen, amen. for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so you got to believe with your heart and you got to confess with your mouth so that's how faith operates and that's why you've got to protect your heart you got to protect what you hear and you got to protect what you believe what you believe must be built around the word of god not somebody's opinion and and you got to be careful about false doctrine because it's everywhere false teaching is everywhere and and the churches have been infiltrated by false teaching and it's one of the signs of the end times so you have to have sound healthy doctrine you have to eat good organic food amen can't be eating junk food you can't feed your spirit on popcorn and cotton candy and your flesh with donuts and expect to prosper you've got to put the word into your heart amen and you need you need sound solid teaching doctrine that's what we endeavor to do here when you come here you're going to hear the word you're going to hear the word you're going to hear scriptures amen hallelujah we believe that the word of god is infallible unchangeable but we're dealing with the whole church movement right now that says you know well we have to look at the we have to reevaluate the bible based on modern culture you know things have changed yeah, they, they, they definitely have changed. It's gotten so far away from the Word of God, it definitely has changed. But what are they, instead of having culture and people change, they want to change the Word of God. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead and change your gender. No, it's, it, it needs a heart change, not a gender change. Amen. So we're dealing with this attack we're dealing with this wickedness and actually if you listen to these globalists they say that the fourth industrial revolution is at hand and they say the fourth industrial revolution is about changing you changing your dna and changing your makeup by merging you with technology that's what they're talking about openly the world economic forum they just published their whole agenda on digital id platform everything tied together on the digital id and they want to put it in by 2030 so you can see the mark of the beast is already being put into place everything we've seen now with all this stuff recently has been a precursor to it you can see the signs 
of the mark of the beast being put together, the beast system. And people, because they don't know the truth, because they don't have the boldness, because they're mentally in mental poverty, they're falling into all of these false things. Even Christians. Amen. Third John, verses 2 and 4. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. So it's there, right there. If, if the apostle is praying for the beloved church to prosper, and it's recorded in the word of God, you know it's the will of God. So stop fighting it. Just accept it. Just say, yes, Lord, I receive. You want me to prosper. Why fight it? Yes. That I may prosper. In all things. And all means? All. Thank you. And that you may prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. Your mind, will, and emotions. So prospering in your mind. Mindset. Developing your mind. There's several ways you develop your mind. Obviously, you've got to renew your mind with the Word of God. That's the number one way you're going to develop your mind. But another way you're going to develop your mind is education. And there is a place for education. We don't deny education. Amen. You need to educate yourself. You need to learn and you need to grow. You need to be willing to grow and learn new things. I mean, develop your mind. You know, the biggest reason people don't prosper is because of lack of capacity. Lack of education, lack of understanding. And I'm not talking about just classical education where you have to go to school. Because sometimes you don't want to go to school. Because it's not education, it's indoctrination. But I'm talking about really learning something. Developing your mind. Studying things. I read all the time. I study all kinds of stuff. I read, I study, I like technology, I study, I learn, I want to learn about all the new stuff coming. I mean, I'm constantly reading, learning, you know. I don't waste my time watching things. I invest my time. If I watch something, it's to learn. And I want to learn. I want to always be growing in my mind, developing my mind. It's important. Amen. It's never too late to start learning. Learn new things. Be open. Be teachable. So develop your mental capacity. We're in a time where you have to be a multitasker. You can't just do one thing now. You've got to be able to do many different things. Hallelujah. So you've got, to, you've got to take authority over the thoughts that come, and then you've got to replace them with the right way of thinking. Because the right way of thinking is going to lead to right way of believing, right way of speaking, and right way of living. Amen. And then what happens is, I've got a little ringing here. I don't know. And then what happens is Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. How many of you would like to have the peace of God just guard and cover your heart and your mind? Amen. Now, now watch this. It's very important. You can see that. So you can see right there. Your heart and your mind. Those are the two areas where you have to build prosperity. In your heart and then in your mind. In your heart and in your mind. That's where, those are the areas where you build this prosperity in your spirit and in your mind. Understanding prosperity, believing, understanding all the different elements that are involved. That it's not just chasing money and making a bunch of money. Because you can have millions of dollars, but if you're dying from a disease and you can't even get out of bed, what good is that? You can have millions of dollars, but your fifth wife left you. Your kids are on drugs. And everybody in your family hates you because you're just a jerk. What good is that? All the million dollars. You have no character. You haven't been saved. You haven't, you know, you don't have the life of God on the inside of you. I mean, look at Hollywood. These people are a mess. As much as they try to paint it like it's some kind of a, it's all fantasy. Don't, don't, don't believe everything you see on Instagram. That's not the real life. And, and we're living in a social media world. 
a selfie-centered world. <laughs> Nobody ever takes a selfie out, right out of bed. With they, they look like, you know, <laughs> the wicked witch from the west. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like they got everybody shows their best. You know, guy see a Ferrari, takes a picture. It's not even his Ferrari. He's just walking by it. <laughs> But we, we are in that time where everything's based on image instead of identity, true identity in Christ. Where people are trying to build an image. Welcome to America. Everything's about image. Ministry is about image. No, it's about identity. Having the, your security in Christ, having your life established on God's word. Your identity in Christ, whatever your gifts and callings are, to know them and begin to walk in them and understand that God has a plan for you. Amen. Amen. And who cares what people think? Amen. Who cares what people think? Because if you live in your life based on what people think, you're in trouble. Because let me let you in on a secret. They're not thinking about you. They're, they're thinking about themselves and their own problems. I wonder what people think about me. Relax. They're not thinking about you. Is my hair in place? Who cares? When you get under the Holy Ghost, it's all going to be out of place. Your makeup's going to be running. You're going to look like a mess anyways. Just get under the spout where the glory comes out. Get smashed in the Holy Ghost. Get drunk. Snot, saliva. Roll on the floor. Carpet burn. That's what you need. Trying to be all dignified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fire! Fake eyelashes, flies. Toupees all over the place. Your hair pieces in somebody's lap. God's shaking you till your false teeth rattle. Who cares? Just get a touch from the Holy Ghost. Because that's what's going to build your identity. Otherwise, the image is just an empty shell on the outside. It's nothing. So it's what's on the inside that's going to make the difference. So I'm talking about prosperity on the inside of you. In your heart and in your mind, in your soulish realm and in your spirit man and what you and you've developed the right mindset you you believe in God for big things you're not living in fear you're not living in lack you're not living in a poverty mindset you're you're living out of an abundance mindset you know amen, amen. hallelujah they they call me pastor should we print print a hundred flyers print five thousand why a hundred think big Hallelujah. So let's, let's believe God for big things. Amen. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 14, you're getting something out of this today. Hallelujah. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, wake up, you need to hear this. And I'll take a, a little water break. All right, 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. Oh, man, this one really... Gets a lot of people offended. This one, this one really, oh, ooh, really gets some people offended. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, and be patient toward all men. You know, when you warn people, man, they don't like it. But it's for their benefit. It's to help them get their breakthrough. Because listen, if you never allow the word of God to confront you, then you'll never change and you'll never really get your breakthrough. You'll stay exactly as you are. But to go to the next level, you're going to have to have revelation you've never had before. 
You're going to have to do things you've never done before. You're going to have to believe at a higher level than you've ever believed before. You're going to have to pray harder than you've prayed before. You're going to have to sow and give more than you've ever given and sowed before. You're going to have to increase the level of your faith beyond where you were at. Because wherever you, whatever your faith level is, is where you're going to stay. So I don't want anyone here to be stuck spinning their wheels. I want, everyone, I want to see everyone go to the next level. Who wants to go to the next level? That's my desire that everyone... Three of you, wonderful. Meet me after the service. I have special revelation for you. I'm just teasing. But I want to, I want to see everyone. Who, let me see that again. Who wants to go to the next level? Lift, keep those hands lifted. Father, I'm praying over every single person here that they go to the next level in the mighty name of Jesus. They break out of the rut they've been struck, stuck in. They break out of the limitations. They go to the next level that their spirit is just overflowing with whole new level of prosperity and spiritual empowerment their their minds are full of god's word full of big things strategies from heaven thank you lord that you stir up things on the inside of them that they won't just settle for being average but they're going to use their faith they're going to exercise their faith for bigger things they're going to exercise their faith hallelujah to be able to do exploits for the kingdom of god hallelujah thank you jesus glory to god hallelujah We're raising up multi-millionaires in this house. We have any here today? But they're going to fund the kingdom of God. They're going to fund the, they're going to fund the end time harvest. Hallelujah. So prosperity of the mind is when you use the knowledge of God's word that you have received. Amen. It's when you allow your spirit to control your mind instead of your mind controlling your spirit. All right. So mental prosperity, amen. So say spiritual prosperity, mental prosperity, amen. Now let's look at physical prosperity. If we are spirit, soul, and body, right? Say physical prosperity. Well, there's two, two areas to physical prosperity. Obviously, it's being in health and prospering in all things. That's what the prayer was. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. So that's the area that we're talking about. Having your body that's healthy, strong, amen. Having your youth renewed like the eagles even in your old age. Having vitality and, and, and strength, amen. And you're not just some old person that can't do anything, but you're, you are fruitful even in your latter years. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Being strong in the Lord physically, mentally, strong memory. Amen. You're not losing your memory in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak a quickening to your mind in the name of Jesus. That you, you have strong memory. You have a strong mind in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That you're strong in your body. Hallelujah. You're strong in your body. Hallelujah. That God's going to satisfy you with long life. And the number of your days shall be fulfilled. No one here under the sound of my voice will die before their time. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will be strong. You will be strong. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2.24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Well, what happens when he bore the sin on his own body? He took the curse and then he took basically the law of sin and death. Put it on the cross and replaced it with the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Amen. Come on, lift your hands and say, I have been healed. And I am healed now, and I will remain healed. Hallelujah. Not only will you be healed yourself, as Jesus said in Mark 16, you will go lay hands on the sick, and they will be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Because you have so much healing flowing through you, it's more than enough for you. You got to give it out. You got to give it out. You got to share it with other people. You're going to release healing on people. You're going to walk by people. Your shadow is going to heal them. That is the level that we need to get to. Come on, somebody. They're going to take handkerchiefs, aprons, or shirts, let's say. Who wears an apron? Well, maybe... <laughs> they're going to take 
you know, <laughs> clothing that's on your body soaked with the anointing, soaked with the healing power. Even your clothes are healed. <laughs> Think about that. Listen. No, no, don't. Listen. They wore the same clothes for 40 years in the wilderness. It never, they never wore out, man. Come on. The, the clothes were healed. 40 years. The shoes never wore out. Today you get a pair of shoes, three months later, they're gone. Think about that. The, their clothes were healed. Miss Annette, their clothes were, got healed. They never tore up. They got healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Elisha's bones raised the dead man back to life. Think about that. So much anointing was left in the man's bones. Years later, the residue of the anointing in the man's bones raised the dead man back to life. Think about that. Think about that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know you're anointed when your shadow is healing somebody. When your sneeze might heal somebody. Your spit might heal somebody. Where people are running away from people sneezing and, and, and their spit. Your spit's actually healing people. I don't get COVID from my spit. No, you got to get healed from my spit. Now, I don't spit on people intentionally, but sometimes... Those in the front row, they kind of get hit with the showers of blessing, you know, when I'm preaching. When I go preaching, you know. But just say, praise the Lord, I receive my healing. But look at the world, everybody. Keep away from me. Ah. Hallelujah. Of course now the CDC changed everything. You know that, right? They've to totally backtracked on everything. You don't need to quarantine anybody for a flu. You don't need to quarantine. You don't need to, you know, be six feet apart. After they, the big pharma made about $40 billion. And after they crashed the world's economy so they can introduce the mark of the beast. That's the whole agenda. So we're not stupid. We know what's going on. You come too late to tell me what's going on. I, you know, come conspiracy theories. No, I know what's going on. I, I speak out of revelation. Hallelujah. So, so, not only am I healed. Come on, say this afternoon. Not only am I healed, but I ooze healing. People who get around me will be healed. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so healing and health and strength that's physical prosperity and of course another realm of physical prosperity is material prosperity having all the finances being financially blessed amen hallelujah being financially blessed so that you have more than enough and then you have such an abundance that you have you're able to give in abundance for every good work look at Luke chapter 6 verse 38 give and it shall be given unto you just a little bit no a good measure press down shaken together running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you so that's this is kind of like your bosom right just put your bosom out like this your hands, both hands out like this. See, God's going to fill my bosom. It's going to be overflowing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So right here in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8, to me, this is the most powerful verse in the Bible and the New Testament, especially concerning the definition of divine prosperity, right here, right here. And God is able to make all grace, 
all grace. Somebody say all grace. Every favor and earthly blessing. Yeah, that's what the Amplifier says. All grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Come to you. See, what's going to come to you? You're not, going, you're not chasing after it. It's coming to you. Hallelujah. Come to you a little bit? No. In abundance. All grace coming to you in abundance. See, there, there's no lack in God. He, he can't even think lack. It's not even in his vocabulary. It's not even in his mind. He's such an over-the-top, excessive, overflow God. He can't stop. When he starts blessing you, he just, he just keeps going and going and going and going, going and all these blessings come upon you and overtake you. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. Everything you put your hands to shall be blessed. Come on, somebody. I mean, he's even going to bless your animals. That's what he says. He'll bless your animals, your flock, your children, your house. Hallelujah. The house of the righteous are filled with many treasures. He crowns you with glory and honor and riches. I mean, my God. He is an excessive God. He's a too much God. My Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, when he started creating animals, he didn't just create one kind. I mean, there are, th- there are animal species we haven't even discovered yet. Amen. The color, the shapes. I mean, those fish. My God, the color, the shapes, the varieties. And that's just in the visible. I mean, that's just in the realm that we can die. I mean, there, there are places you can go literally 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 feet in the ocean. And there are species that we haven't even discovered yet. I mean, it, it, the variety, the detail, the wealth of God's kingdom reflected in the wealth of the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom. I mean, everything. And then, I mean, I mean look at all the people. Everybody's different. There's no one like you. Not even your Doppler ganger. Doesn't have the same fingerprint. Everyone's fingerprint is unique. Everyone's retina print is unique. The variety in God's creation. Everything's reflected. Amen. The uniqueness of the call of God. The gifts and the callings of God are so unique and different for each and every person. How in the world? I mean, think about the mind of God. How does he... In a split second, create everything and think everything and strategize. I mean, the mind of God is, is, is so unlimited. The strategies in his mind, the creativity in his mind. That's what I'm talking about. When you have the mind of God, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Amen. That's why... I can't stand socialism or communism because it's from the pit of hell. God's not a socialist. He's not a communist. Amen. Hallelujah. He knows where to invest and he blesses you for what you do and gives you the increase. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I don't live in North Korea where I have to wear a brown pajama all day. You get one set of outfits, brown pajamas, no color allowed. You can't be unique. You have to be like everybody else. That's the devil right there. And then now, of course, all the blessing, people want us to hate America. Are you kidding me? This is where the greatest wealth on earth has ever been created. The industry, the creation, the advancement, the entrepreneurship. And it's because, it's all because of the blessing of God. It's all because God breathed on this nation. And now you see, kids are being taught to hate America. All right, go ahead, go live in some communist country. See how long you last. They've never even left their street. They have no clue what's going on in the rest of the world. What people have to do, what people have to live through, what Christians have to endure. 
Hallelujah. I believe in prosperity for your spirit man, for your mind, and for your physical body, and for all your physical needs to have an abundance. I got interrupted in the middle of the, the verse. <laughs> Went on a tangent, but it was a good one. Come on, turn your enemy. Say it was a good tangent. All right, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. All right, so there it is. That's the abundance of provision coming to you. But what's the purpose? See, there is a purpose to all of this. So that, so that you may always... And under all circumstances, and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. So what's the purpose? So that you always have provision for yourself, for your family, and... You have an abundance to give into and support every good work. So that, there's a purpose attached to God's prosperity. It, it's got to be used God's way. If you don't use it God's way, you will lose it. Even whatever has been given will be taken away. So to be physically prosperous, you need to be prosperous in two areas. In your health and in your wealth. Amen. I like that. Health and wealth. Come on, say health, health. and wealth. Amen. Who likes that one? Yeah. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah. I prefer to be healthy and wealthy. Amen. Amen. Than broke, busted, and disgusted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Healthy and wealthy. Hallelujah. Healthy is the new wealthy, and wealthy is the new healthy. I like that one. And we know that God has redeemed us, according to Galatians 3, 13 and 14, from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles and nations. And we saw the blessing of Abraham, blessing of Abraham. God said, I'll make your name great. I'll make a great nation out of you. I'll bless you to be a blessing. And through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And it became, the man became very prosperous and wealthy loaded with many goods amen and that word loaded by the way listen to this that word loaded or wealthy in hebrew is the word kavod which means weight it's the same word that's used for wealth as the same word used for glory so the glory of god is the weight of god amen and the wealth of god is the weight of god hallelujah say lord load me up <laughs> get loaded in the holy ghost get loaded with god's blessing amen hallelujah i like being loaded with the glory of god and then that's why when you come to the new testament you always see those words together the riches of his glory the riches of his glory that's why those two words always go together in the new testament because god doesn't actually separate them the gold and the glory go together. Everything that was supposed to be touched by the glory of God in the tabernacle or in the temple had to be made of pure gold. The glory of God wouldn't touch anything that was not covered with pure gold. Hallelujah. When Solomon built the temple, you look at what David gave and what the people gave, it amounted to about $8 billion today. It was an $8 billion building covered with gold. The queen of a nation came, was speechless, almost fainted when she saw it. <gasps> Never seen anything like this. God wants to manifest his blessing on your life so much that people will look at you and go, Wow. I knew you before, and now uh, what happened to you? I got loaded. I got loaded with the glory of God. Woo. 
looking at you, what are you loaded on? So we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, the curse of the law, the law of sin and death, poverty, sickness, disease, spiritual death, limitation, lack, so that the blessing of Abraham can come upon all of us who believe. Amen. And the promise is connected to faith. And in closing, we have to meet the conditions. That's why the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 28, Verses 1 through 14, when all the blessings are listed, if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, if you'll obey all of his commandments. And listen, that's not just talking about the law. We're not under the law. No, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord your God is not the law. And obeying his commandments is not necessarily just the law of Moses. Every word of God is a commandment. We just saw that Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. Amen. Well, we're not under the law, so I don't have to go win souls. No, it's a commandment, the great commandment, or the great commission. And then the great commandment to love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So, yeah, we're still under the divine law of God, just not under the Mosaic law of sacrificing animals, celebrating certain feasts, going to Jerusalem to the temple to meet with some priests. That's been done away with. But the law of God, the moral law, and the kingdom of God, like there are certain laws, the law of sowing and reaping. That hasn't changed. It's renewed in the New Testament. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you reap. So sowing and reaping is still in effect. That's the law. Amen. Sowing into the flesh, you reap corruption. Sowing into the spirit, from the spirit you reap life. So the law of sowing and reaping is a, is a, is a divine law. It's not only a spiritual law, it's also a physical law. Amen. It's also an emotional law. Amen. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Hallelujah. So health and wealth belong to the believer, but there are conditions to meet. And Joshua was about to take over the great man of God, Moses. He was really nervous. His knees were having fellowship one with the other. He didn't know what to do. And the Lord said, be courageous, be bold. And in Joshua 1.8, the Lord gave him an instruction. He said, this book of the law, and he only had five. We have 66, so we have more than enough. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, and then you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. So how do you prosper? The Word of God is going to give you everything you need. You shall make your way prosperous. So you have to do your part. So prosperity is not just about money, but it's about the whole, your whole being, spirit, soul, and body being in the overflow, being in the place of abundance. And true prosperity is the ability to receive God's ability to meet any given need at any given time. And sometimes the need is not money. Think about it. Somebody's dying from cancer. They don't need money. They need a miracle. Elisha went to Shunem. There was a rich and influential woman. She had influence. She had money. But she gave the prophet meal after meal. And then eventually said, you know, that's not enough. I want to do more than that. Let's build a, a room, a second floor on the house, furnish it so that the man of God can come and, and rest. And he comes to rest and he can't rest. He's like restless. Something's stirring in the spirit. Like, uh, uh, calls his servant. Call the woman. Something must be done for her. Why? Because she put the law of sowing and reaping in effect. She's got seed in the ground. Now she's got to get something back. Call the woman. What must be done for you? Do you want me to speak to the king on your behalf? Do you want me to speak to the commander of the army? She's like, no, I already know those guys. I can give them a call right now. I don't need that. I have money. I have influence. I'm well known. She was a rich, influential woman. People know. I dwell among my people. Everybody here knows me. She goes away, and he's like, nope, nope, something must be done for her. Gehazi, call her back. I can't get away from this because something is stirred in the spirit. Ah, the woman has no child, and her husband's old. Money ain't going to help her.
She's not going to get a new husband. She needs a miracle. Woman, next time, uh, this year, this time next year, sorry. This year, next time. <laughs> next year, this time. That would be too fast. Like, I mean, boom, right there, a baby. Like, as soon as he spoke, that would, that would be unnatural. Could at least take it least take nine months <laughs> next year this time <laughs> you shall embrace a son and it happened according to the word of the Lord given by Elijah so think about that so she didn't need money she didn't need info. she needed a miracle so the need is not always money but whatever the need be salvation healing it could be provision it could be finances it could be wisdom Solomon didn't ask for money. He asked for wisdom. And the Lord said, I'll give you wisdom. You asked wisely. I'll give you wisdom and I'll make you wealthy. Because you know what? If you, make, if you become wealthy, you're going to need a lot of wisdom. Because you find what happens to people that win the lottery. 80% of them are broke a year later. Because they have no wisdom. Because they're trying to live their life with a scratch thing. Give me, give me that scratch I hope stop trying to scratch your way into a blessing this is the one pray for me it's <laughs> like you see him in the gas station this is the one this is my breakthrough right here everybody pray for me Yet there's like 100 other people asking for prayer around the city at the same time. So the guy's like, which one do I answer? Neither. So people just trying to lock into, into blessing. You're not going to lock your way into blessing. There is no luck. You're not going to get lucky. You're going to get blessed when you do what God's told you to do. And then... And then you put everything together, spirit, soul, body. Everything lines up. God is first in everything. You're a worshiper. You're a giver. You live by God's word. You're full of the Holy Ghost. You're a tither. You give offerings. You sow. You believe God. And you live a life of generosity. You're a blessing everywhere you go. Not just on a Sunday morning. You're always looking for opportunities to give, to sow, to be a blessing. And you just develop that lifestyle of being a giver. And then God's going to use you because, see, when you develop a lifestyle of being a giver, you won't always be giving money. You might be giving advice. You might be giving, you might be giving a word of, of encouragement, a word of knowledge. You might be giving a word of warning. You might be giving some healing. God could use you with miracles. So God wants his children blessed. Amen. Whatever the need be, that lady got baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Walmart parking lot. So she needed the baptism in the Holy Spirit. People sometimes need healing. They need their marriage restored. They need their children blessed. They need their financial needs met. Sometimes they need an, they need an idea from the Lord to start a business. Sometimes they have a business. They just haven't broken through. They need some wisdom. They need connections. And then God comes with this favor and connects you with the right people at the right place at the right time. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 things just click. And you're just sitting there watching this, everything just click. When they, you know, and then all of a sudden you can see, even in the midst of so-called recession. Sorry, I know there's no recession. But if there was one, you know, you're still going to be blessed. You're still going to be blessed. Because God's going to make sure all grace, every earth blessing, every earthly blessing, and, and every favor abound towards you. Amen? Amen? Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Father, I just thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Especially, I pray today, where people have been feeble-minded, where their minds have been so fragile, so breakable 
that they become unbreakable in their minds. They become unshakable in their emotions. They, they're, they're strong. They're a strong people. Hallelujah. They don't give up. They don't quit. There's no quit in them. There's no giving up in them. There's a stick to itiveness. There's a strength. There's an endurance. There's a patience. There's a boldness on the inside of them. And they will not be denied. They will not be denied what God has for them. Thank you, Lord, that you are strengthening your people. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.